0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Whistleblowing Now and Then podcast. My name is Vigilenza Abazi, and I'm about to talk to Martin Vasha. A senior specialist at the Stefan Battery Foundation, a nonprofit whose mission is to support the development of an open democratic society in Poland, along with other Central and East European countries. In today's podcast, we talk about whistleblowing, the work the foundation does, and the role whistleblowing is playing within Poland, especially during the COVID 19 pandemic, what this means for whistleblowing now and what it might mean in the future. Thank you so much for listening. So I have the pleasure uh, here to speak to uh, Marcin, who uh, is based in Poland. Marcin, could you please introduce yourself and your organization? What do you do exactly?
1: Uh, yeah, of course. I'm a sociologist and uh, political scientist who works for Polish, Polish NGO uh, Stefan Batory Foundation. Uh, this is an independent organization that was established in 1988, in order to support uh, civil society and democracy. All what we do is based on three kinds of action. Uh, The first one is about uh, being a donor for smaller pro bono organizations dealing with human rights, including minority rights protection, empowering local democracy and watchdogs. Uh, The second branch, addressed to members of local communities, is is aimed to encourage them to, to be active citizens and to teach them how to undertake successful collaboration with local governments. And the last pillar, which is called uh, IDEA Forum, works as a think tank by producing, analyzes, recommendations, holding debates and uh, doing research dedicated to issues uh, relevant to the state performance, among them those which are connected to rule of law, election, combating corruption, designing a uh, good public services. And I personally take care in IDEA Forum on projects related Transparency of public life and anti-corruption policy. Hence, I'm also in charge of action related to whistleblower protection who play a key role in exposing uh, wrongdoings in public authorities
0: that's an excellent margin it's indeed very uh, a wide area of things that you are doing and especially some of the things you mentioned with regard to citizens reaction to whistleblowers and that being important for the workers themselves but also for freedom of information that actually is exactly also what i wanted to ask you next in terms of what has changed since the pandemic since covid19 has, ha, are things changing because we see increasingly and including what your organization has reported in terms of uh, whistleblowers, uh, front workers, uh, doctors and medical staff that have been blowing the whistle?
1: I think uh, pandemic only proved the fact of which most of us didn't realize before that without people who are not afraid to speak. The truth on public danger, saying something not, not really comfortable for public authorities. Uh, Prove that the fact that society then we are we are party blind and more vulnerable for, for this information. Uh, since the beginning of COVID-19 outbreak in Poland, many alarmed often on several cases, cases of employers from healthcare sector who publicly made concerns on mismanagement of crisis in hospitals uh, where uh, they were struggling with unclear, unreasonable, and uh, violated procedures and lack of access to basic protective gear, masks, or gloves. Of course, the situation exposed medical staff and the patients to real danger, so it's not really surprising that people who who work in the healthcare sector have decided to say openly, about the problem in social media and, and try to report uh, this also to supervisor, we know about a few similar cases uh, which uh, which led to unfair uh, dismissal of uh, reporters. Our ombudsman paid attention on uh, illegality of such decisions, which are against citizens' constitutional right, rights to speak and the right to obtain and uh, disseminate information, but wrongdoers and people who are guilty of intimidation of whistleblowers are not punished, uh, unfortunately. So, moreover, the Ministry of Health legitimized actions against whistleblowers by issuing letters to uh, medical coordinators about banning medical staff from uh, going public unless the ministry accepts their opinion firstly. There were cases when employers of hospitals uh, were threatened of speaking out also by head of hospitals. Most of stories about shortages and abuses in the healthcare sector are being told by doctors or nurses anonymously due to their fear of retaliation and dismissal. It's worth mentioning that most of medical staff, especially young doctors, nurses, medical rescuers are underpaid. So perspective of a job loss, loss now means for them and their families uh, a loss of basic economic security and i can say you that for example medical rescuers who works for 12 hours per day they do not have a right to uh, obtain extra extra payment payment for this extra job and uh, when they are s- s- suspected to be infected in the time of uh, isolation they uh, do not have payment for this time. Uh, so it's a really unbeneficial situation for, for them. And mm-hmm. finally, I would like to highlight that in accordance to the last survey, approximately 64% of Poles do not believe that official data on coronavirus infection in Poland are true. Uh, so in front of deficit of trust in government, when even journalists are not able to obtain complete and detailed information from the Ministry of Health on Time, uh, I see that medical whistleblowers became the, one of the most reliable sources you know, on how the fight against pandemic in Poland looks like.
0: That's a very interesting because I, I see from, from what you're describing that there are political pressures, there are economical pressures, there's even health, of course, uh, issues with uh, the whistleblowers, with the frontline workers. So they seem indeed to be facing a lot of these uh, challenges at the same time. So how is your organization responding to, to this situation? In what ways are you engaged or in what ways are you trying to change some of the things that you're seeing on the ground.
1: We try to uh, highlight the situation of whistleblowers, uh, the present cases of retaliation against them to public. And in our last publication, we took the opportunity, the topic is, is, is now in the center of Public Eye in Poland, to, to remind our demands to uh, strengthen uh, legal protection for whistleblowers and to consider uh, our citizens' draft law as one of the ways to counteract the problem. We try also to to make aware of public opinion that uh, we live now in extraordinary time when in effect of a new uh, legal regime adopted to fight against COVID-19, uh, the government gets a new power and competences which are out of public scrutiny. Uh, Our society needs whistleblowers uh, to safeguard uh, public money and and public good. For example, under the new law, anti-corruption measures accompanying uh, public tenders are not applicable to public supplies and services contract necessary for for fighting COVID-19. And in last uh, days, media revealed scandal with poor case of of the protective mask without proper uh, certificates for uh, for five million slots, and the minister of health decided to to, to buy defective equipment from colleague of the minister. So we try to inform society and to inform public opinion that we really need whistleblowers to, to expose such such situation, which uh, are likely to be more off, often because new law and new situation with with pandemic.
0: So what do you think will happen in a post-pandemic situation with whistleblower protection and whistleblowers in general in Poland?
1: That's a difficult question. Uh, What we observe in Poland now, uh, that uh, medical staff one day are called us heroes, but the second day they are attacked by the neighbours who, let's say, do not want to live closely with people who can infect them by, by coronavirus. So I'm afraid that temporary compassion and gratefulness for whistleblowers might might quickly go uh, into past as well. And I am afraid that medical whistleblowers, of course, remain un- uncomfortable. Employees whom, as I suppose, head of hospitals are gladly to get rid of. And especially in the post-pandemic time, when employers can effort to lose one or two employees who speak out against abuses for which they are uh, responsible, that the situation of whistleblowers might um, be worse than now, even. So, uh, additionally, the open question is to what extent uh, such, such initiative as a reporting channel for, for medical staff who blow the whistle on abuses in, in, in serving patients with COVID-19, uh, launched, launched by National Health Fund, will be continuing in any form i do not have information how it works so far and uh, whether it consists of uh, real support for whistleblowers or only this uh, pr trick aimed to conduct public opinion who are outraged how whistleblowers are treated so uh, this is another fact that we, that should be, that need to be verified when the pandemic is will be ended uh, but generally my my opinion is that i believe that only only proper transposition of the EU Directive in Poland can bring a uh, real change here.
0: Thank you so much. We're moving to the EU Directive. So, not just for, for COVID-19, but what is or could be the impact of the EU Directive on whistleblower uh, protection in Poland? And specifically, how would it impact
1: your work? The EU Directive is still waiting for uh, transposition, transposition in, in my country. so. Uh, we still do not uh, know what is the plan of government for its adoption. It's worth uh, uh, mentioning that the government have made some attempt, attempts before uh, to introduce whistleblowers protection to Polish law, but they didn't uh, respect international standards and recommendations in the previous draft law, so we are very curious how it will look like uh, now? I hope uh, that they decided to refer to, to a model promoted by, for example, the Council of Europe or European Commissioner, and uh, also decided to refer to our citizens' draft law. We are far away from even from the standard minimum of of whistleblower protection uh, to which the directive obliges. So for my country, is a real game changer. But I believe that we cannot settle for a minimum requirements, and we must demand uh, broader protection concerning whistleblowers in uniform services, uh, free access to legal aid, um, authorization of anonymous alerts and uh, establishment establishment also of some kind of uh, supervis- supervisor body that will deal with um, other institutions uh, who would receive uh, whistleblowers' reports. Uh, we need all these things uh, to provide any support for uh, public officials which meet violation of citizen rights and try to react somehow. People should have a right to effectively um, report uh, the concerts anonymously, especially in Poland, uh, where bad historical connotations from previous communist ages are reason Why whistleblowers are still often perceived as snitches and not acceptable acceptable in workplace. So, I believe uh, also that we must provide them also access to legal aid before they decided to decide to to support. So, and so on and so on. So there are some circumstances which are still uh, waiting to precisize by Polish government. And uh, after that, I would make more <laughs> precise assessment what we can expect from uh, the EU uh, directive from uh, in Poland but uh, we shouldn't um, forget also about uh, informative uh, actions and social campaigns around the uh, I think it's a very crucial element uh, and uh, decisive uh, element which uh, will help introduce effective whistleblower protection in Poland. And uh, for for this action should be responsible not only uh, government, but also trade unions and um, employers' uh, organization as well. So we will see how uh, this situation will be proceeding uh, in next Mm -hmm. month.
0: So, Samarshan, I fully hear you that, of course, you are still uh, within the moment of transposition and there will be a lot of challenges to work on the public awareness as well as the legal implementation, uh, sort of how do you transpose this into law correctly and not uh, move away from the standards, the minimum standards that have been set by the EU, but even if possible, uh, go further on certain points. So then my other question, it's it's really, how do you think it will really work in practice, though? Because even if, let's say, uh, in Poland, you implement the same draft, or even you might go, legally speaking, on paper, you might have higher standards, how do you actually foresee uh, that it will actually work, though, in practice?
1: Uh, In practice, it uh, really depends on uh, social attitude to... Uh, whistleblowers, I think, in among employers and among uh, trade unions, other employees, if we um, will be successful to change uh, this uh, reluctant attitudes and, uh, and harmful stereotypes about whistleblowers uh, uh, in Poland, and uh, simultaneously to encourage employees to uh, react in public interest. Uh, uh, when uh, something is going wrong in their environment, uh, work environment, I, I think it's a first step to 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 make this regulation uh, effectively in my country. Uh, what I should highlight uh, here also in reference to, to to political situation in Poland that uh, we. Um, it, of course, it will work if we keep the uh, independence of judiciary and and free media. And we are struggling now with some uh, problems uh, related to, uh, to to our government attempts to to control uh, to control cards, to control judges, and and to 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 limit um, actions, to limit uh, actions of free media. So it's really important to to keep this, this element of uh, democratic state, state. And also it's important, I think, to, to build a network of public bodies, uh, uh, which will really deal with uh, external reports made by uh, whistleblowers uh, uh, and uh, will not hide this this, this issue, these problems reported by whistleblowers. We will not uh, afraid to combat them. So this is my answer to this question, <laughs> briefly.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 a bit difficult, of course, to also foresee so much in the future. But uh, thank you so much for laying out the key elements of and the key challenges of of what you foresee uh, dynamics to taking to take place in practice yeah so martin uh, thank you so so much for for your uh, excellent uh, answers uh, both on uh, the covid-19 situation and how the eu directed specifically uh, some of the legal and practical uh, opportunities and challenges that you see for poland yeah, so thank you again for joining our podcast and we look forward to keep on following and supporting your your important work in in poland on freedom of expression and and many other issues that you're working
1: thank you very much for invitation and yeah thank you
0: thank you for listening to the second episode of whistleblowing now and Then. this podcast was created by win the whistleblowing international network and co-hosted by me Vigilenza abazi and my co-host anna Mayers, the executive director of win For more information about Wynn and this podcast, please do visit www.whistleblowingnetwork.org. This podcast was produced by Christopher Atkinson and our theme music is by Roots Quartet, edited by Josh Brown. Please subscribe as we have so much more to talk about and to explore with whistleblowers, the people who work with them all over the world and the valuable impact whistleblowers can have on society. Thanks for tuning in into the second episode of Whistleblowing Now and Then.